from the dark web to your radio dial. You are listening to CyberTalk Radio on News 1200 WOAI. Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year Internet security veteran. This week, I'm joined uh, by some local uh, entrepreneurs and uh, some folks that are trying to make the city of San Antonio more innovative. So uh, starting off, I would like to uh, go ahead and allow Joyce to introduce herself. And uh, what's this program that you're working on that we're going to talk about here today? Hi, Brett. Thanks for having me on today. Um, so I am Joyce Dooley. I'm the program manager for the CivTech SA program. It is a partnership between the city of San Antonio and Geekdom. And our goal is to connect students and startups with the city in order to solve community challenges and to grow civically minded tech talent. And then we're also joined uh, by another guest from the city of San Antonio in the Office of Innovation, which is something, uh, folks, you may not have heard, but the city's really looking at how to incorporate technology to improve delivery of city services. One example where I think many of you all have seen this, and if you haven't, download the app for your phone, but 311 app is an example. So we all used to have to pick up our rotary dial phones and dial 311. You don't have to do that anymore. The city's making many of the services very accessible through many uh, different avenues, and the Office of Innovation is looking for new and creative ways for the city of San Antonio to serve you better. So I, I give a little introduction of what y'all are doing, but um, I think that testimonial coming from me may be helpful because uh, when folks say we're really trying to innovate here, they look at government and go, maybe not, but they really are, and they're doing lots of great stuff. Yeah, that's right, and thank you for having me. My name is Jose De La Cruz. I'm the Chief Innovation Officer with the city of San Antonio. And you're absolutely right. Uh, our job is to look at new ways to deliver city services better ways to do that, more efficient ways to do that. Uh, part of that is using technology and making sure that everyone uh, can use that within the city of San Antonio. Yeah, uh, one of the ones I heard about on the 311 app recently is uh, you can, if you see graffiti somewhere on an underpass or other places, you can take a picture of it with the GPS and that'll get flagged off to the city and they'll send a clean out crew out to, to take care of it. Yeah, it's absolutely right. So it's fully automated. So it comes back to our system and our crews get out there and they deliver it in a timely manner. Um, and so um, we're really excited about that. If you haven't downloaded it, go to the app store today and download it. Yeah. So how did you find your way to San Antonio and then into innovation in government? So I'm a lifelong San Antonian. I've lived here all of my life, uh, went to school here, went to university here. Um, and I always knew I wanted to be in public service. And so uh, I started out at the San Antonio Water System, um, did some customer service work there, managed a few groups, then made my way over to the city of San Antonio with the innovation department and uh, just worked my way up. And now I'm in the chief innovation officer role and I get to work with our executives on setting the course for what San Antonio is going to look like in the future. And then, so the CivTech SA program came out of the Office of Innovation? That's absolutely right. And so it's a partnership with Geekdom. Um, about a year ago, we started to think about how we could involve the entrepreneurial community into um, city operations, city government, and really look for ways to expand our capacity for innovation within the city. Um, we know that we don't always have all of the answers. Uh, but that answers do exist out there, and, and we want the experts to help us on that. And so that's how kind of CivTech was born. Um, in addition to that, you know, we started to, to notice, you know, there's a growing tech ecosystem here in San Antonio, and we want to keep all of that talent within the city. 
we don't want to lose that to another city. And so as an economic development opportunity, this is a great program to promote the city of San Antonio and to show entrepreneurs that there's a place for them here. Yeah, because uh, one of the things when people are choosing where to live these days, they're looking at what is the city doing from a technology perspective to serve all of its residents. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And so, you know, we see that across the country. We're no different here in San Antonio. And so if we want to keep all of that talent here, then we we need to look to our local government to uh, improve the services that we have and also for channels for people to be a part of. Uh, and be engaged civically. So, Joyce, how did you, uh, when you heard about CivTech SA, decide to to jump in and go start a, a new program within the city here? So this was actually really easy for me to do. Um, I'm a lifelong San Antonio resident, graduated from Roosevelt High School, went to UIW. While I was at UIW, I became a founding member of Geekdom, and I kind of got into the um, Internet of Things industry, working for a consulting group called James Bremen Associates. So I have a background as a senior research analyst and director of content, and I stepped away from the consulting firm to launch a statewide technology nonprofit focused on making Texas a smart state. And sort of through that work is kind of how I met with the Office of Innovation, and I got talking with Dak. Marino and he was telling me about this program and um, he, I asked him I said well now that you've announced it like what do you need to do and he goes well I need to hire people and I went great I think you should consider me and so um, it was really great to take what I was sort of hoping to achieve on a, on a wider level but actually be able to deploy it in a very concentrated and backed form here in San Antonio and so I'm very happy and, and pleased to be working with the Office of Innovation because I think they're um, taking a very unique and innovative approach that a lot of other cities have yet to kind of move that direction. So, Joyce, when did uh, CivTech SA get started then from a, a time frame perspective? How long have you been around? So I started um, in December, shortly after it was announced in t- November of 2017. But I have to give a lot of credit to the Office of Innovation because they've been working on this program for a lot longer than that. Um, I think Dax first maybe mentioned it to me back in February of 2017. But I know that the Office of Innovation has really been leading the um, collaboration on the city side in order to make this thing happen. So we're going on in probably about a year and a half now. So and in this program, you said, is to engage entrepreneurs in tech challenges that the city has. So um, if I was out there and I'm a technologist and I'm building things or thinking about building things to try to make our city better, uh, how do I get involved in this program? Or what, what's the, the some of the background of the challenges and things that y'all are looking at? Yeah, so I'll talk a little bit about the structure, but I think Jose is probably better fit for the city um, questions and the challenges that they're looking for. But because we're in a pilot program, um, we've really structured how entrepreneurs can be engaged with the program um, getting started. So in January, the city released um, a formal proposal um, to the to the San Antonio startup and entrepreneur community. Um, there were about seven challenges that were laid out there, and they closed that proposal in mid-February, and we recently, I think last week, um, announced the residency winners who are actually gonna go through a 16-week residency program working really closely with city departments in order to build custom solutions for San Antonio that they'll present at a demo day and hope to win a contract with the city of San Antonio. And then outside of the residency program, we have a couple of public-facing events that we're gonna put together, like a startup weekend, and maybe an open data or a codeathon at the end of September. Okay, so like a similar, like a startup weekend. So VIA, and we had Steve Young from VIA on who directs IT. Yeah, there. they did they, a codeathon. They did a codeathon. So a program like that, but then instead of focus on VIA's transit challenges and technology, you guys would be looking at, at city services and some of the things that could be solved with technology there for a startup team at a startup weekend. 
Yeah, the Startup Weekend is actually going to be a little bit different. Um, it's going to be focused on sort of helping entrepreneurs gain the skill sets in order to launch businesses. So it'll be um, customer validation, ideation, um, sort of business model development, and you know how do you create a sustainable business. And then we're pairing that weekend with a teacher externship with Youth Code Jam. So there will be about 10 to 12 teachers that will be on those teams, and they'll get experiential knowledge and then take that to the classroom and then teach their students about civic tech through an entrepreneurial lens. Yeah. Oh, I, I love, as you said, that we're starting to get a tech ecosystem and things going here. So we've had Debbie Fitzenmeyer on from Youth Code Jam on the, on the program. If uh, you're listening out there on 1200 WAI for the first time, you can listen to all of our past programs of CyberTalk Radio on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com or uh, on iTunes, uh, on your Apple device, or Pocket Casts, or any other podcasting service on your favorite Android device. So that Youth Code Jam is a great program. Uh, it's great. Uh, it's exciting to see uh, with uh, the new funding that she has for that a, a expanding in and starting to get into schools more than rather than just the after school or, or summer session uh, big annual code jam so exciting uh, to see that y'all are, are collaborating working together there so these seven challenges uh, for the the city for this initial run of the program uh, share with our, our listeners some of the uh, things that you were looking for innovation on there that uh, the teams got selected for over the summer yeah, so we, we had, you know, the seven challenges that we put out as part of the RFP for the residency program. And I'll just give you a little bit of a flavor of what we were looking for. So uh, one of the challenges that was out there was from our Department of Human Services and how we could automate our utility assistance application process. Right now, it's a very manual process where folks come in to a center. They physically fill out a paper form. Uh, that paper form then gets filed and it takes several weeks and then you hear back. And if you can imagine you're waiting for assistance to pay your water, your light bill, that can be a pretty daunting thing. And so this particular uh, startup that got selected, uh, Kinetic Cloud, is coming in and looking at the process from beginning to end and looking at how we can automate that. And not only automate it from a paperwork standpoint, but also from a pre-qualification standpoint. Because there are certain qualifications you have to meet in order to get assistance. Um, another example of a challenge that we put out there but didn't select the startup um, to solve this issue was with our animal care services. Um, a lot of times folks come in to adopt a pet, but they want a certain breed, a certain temperament, a certain gender. Uh, and if we don't have that in the facility at the time, they walk away without their forever friend. But it could be that the very next day we get that exact dog that they're looking for, but we don't have any information to contact them back. And so that was one of the challenges they got put back into the challenge bank. And so we're looking at that one to move forward in the process at some point. Um, another challenge that did get selected was with the airport. Uh, we're looking at ways that we can map, indoor map, the entire airport so that when somebody's trying to navigate, you know, Terminal A or Terminal B and know where to go, um, they have something handy in front of them that tells them, you know, where the facilities are, where their gate is. Um, let's say you're in a wheelchair and you want the most expeditious route to get to your gate so that you're not late for your flight. This will help you do that. And so Reckon Point is a startup that's... Um, that's, uh, that'll be doing that for us, and um, we're looking forward to some really great things from those startups. Oh, so that's an exciting program. So, uh, Joyce, your office is in Geekdom? Yes, yeah, so I, um, I work for Geekdom, um, and so our office is located on the sixth floor. And, and then, so for this summer, for these, these externship and 16-week program uh, with the startups collaborating with the city, are they going to stay in their offices? Did you get together like uh, some of these accelerator programs and put everybody into a, a single room for the whole time? Or how are you running uh, that aspect of the, the program? 
So this is actually the part that gets really flexible for um, the the residency winners who are going to come in and work with those city departments. The departments that volunteered to be a part of the challenges that the startups applied for, they all had to sort of decide how they wanted to work with the startups. And so some of them have on-site uh, offices available in case the startups want to come and hang out and like work very closely with them. They're more than welcome to stay to work out of geekdom. Um, they're not on a full-time schedule, so it really is just sort of what works for them and works for that department. Um, my job is to sort of ease up on this side of the program while the city takes over, but I'll be at the checkpoints to make sure that everything's running smoothly, but I have absolute confidence that they've agreed to the scope of work. They all know what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and then as the residency program takes off, we also have about three other sides to the program that will be ramping up. And so that's kind of where I'm gonna be focusing the majority of my time um, through July. So what, what are those three, those three new areas coming up? Well, so the entrepreneur programming, so that's the startup weekend that we talked about. That's the potential open data or codeathon that's happening in September. But we also have university programming. So we have partnerships with uh, four or five of the universities around, universities around San Antonio. Um, they've been working on either class projects. We had a team from Trinity um, enter the Stumberg Prize competition. They didn't end up getting selected, but the city is continuing on a partnership with them, even though they didn't get accepted into that summer accelerator. Um, we are putting together a summer idea-a-thon with the IT department at the city. We're going to give university and college students 10 challenges that they can potentially solve over a weekend, um, and the winning team gets an ITSD internship with the city. Oh, which is a, pretty awesome. And the opportunity to turn that um, idea into an actual concept proposal. Yeah, I, I attended the uh, the Stumberg uh, competition here mm-hmm. for the summer and the, the 10 teams coming into that. I think they selected four or five for the whole summer. It was uh, pretty competitive. The it was ones, incredibly the ones competitive. The that got in were really good. So yeah. uh, we're uh, actually a customer here at the office of, of one of them, Quick Sip Coffee. So they're doing cold brew coffee cool. for uh, uh, institutional. Like uh, they've already have... Op- contract on the trinity campus with aramark um they've got us as a customer now and uh it's one we've uh, been looking forward to having here in our offices never enough caffeine and a, a free plug for y'all on the radio there you go <laughs> uh so that was not a paid advertisement we did not get any discount on quick sip coffee uh, and by the way starting a business it's really hard so uh every customer counts and it's hard to give discounts to your early customers you should charge them full price you should be able to find enough people that want to pay full price for your product at the beginning if not, it's going to get really hard as you start to grow. As you're uh, looking here, I know we were talking about engaging university students in entrepreneurship. And if you just joined us on 1200 WAI, uh, listening in here live, I'm joined this week uh, by the City of San Antonio uh, Chief Innovation Officer, Jose De La Cruz, and uh, Joyce Dooley, who is leading the Civ Tech SA program, uh, working for Geekdom in collaboration with the city. And we're talking all about innovation in San Antonio. Uh, you'll be able to listen to the rebroadcast of this on our website at www.site.com cybertalkradio.com on Tuesday, May 1st. All of our programs go up on that website. And uh, so if you're not going to be in your car driving around for the entire uh, hour here that we're talking, but you find this topic uh, very interesting, you can go back and, and listen to that whole thing uh, on your own time and schedule. So Joyce, we were, were talking about university programs and students, but there, there are things going to be going on with high school and, and other areas as well as CIFTEC SA continues to evolve. Most definitely. In fact, one of our first events that we had this year had to do with um, some high schoolers from San Antonio ISD and Southwest ISD. We teamed up with SA Works and they paired us with Brackenridge High School and Southwest High School to bring students students in to not only get a tour of the city and to talk to people about, you know, sort of how did you get here? Does your career look like your education path? 
that kind of stuff. Um, but then we also gave them their own unique challenge to work on the San Antonio's, uh, the city of San Antonio's website. And so they gave immediate feedback to the city of San Antonio, and then they've been working in their classrooms all semester on how they would take that one step further into what they should be working on, or I'm sorry, what the city should do, and they'll present actually April 25th to the city. Yeah, and we're really looking forward to that. I got to attend that, that session, and just to see the passion, the interaction from high school kids. I was thinking back to when I was in high school, and I don't remember being that passionate about a city's website, but that was really encouraging to see because I feel like we're on the right track here by engaging them um, and having them come in and see how things are done in local government. And, and what I hope comes out of that is that somebody in that room ends up becoming part of local government because we definitely need that passion. We need the youth um, to be more civically engaged. And I feel like Civtech SA is an avenue for them to do that. So, so it, the city, you hiring technologists overall, we talk about youth excited about public service and things going on. Yeah, so, um, you know, in the Office of Innovation, we are always looking for folks that um, are creative, well-rounded, um, you know, flexible, adaptable, all the key buzzwords, right? Yes. Um, but I think what's key is, is also to have somebody with that natural curiosity. Um, that's something that you probably can't teach or train. It's just something that naturally occurs in folks. And so when we go out to hire, that's, you know, all the time, that's what we look for. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, as, as more and more folks, you know, tend to retire and we have to hire more folks, I, f I feel like we're, we're at this space where the, the youth are, are the future, right, for, for the city um, and for local government. And you see that across the country about how they're looking more at technologists, they're looking more uh, for millennials to come in because they have a lot of really creative, good ideas. So we want to harness that in San Antonio as well. Yeah. So if you were looking to work for the city uh, in any department or in the Office of Innovation, there's a careers page on the city website? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to sanantonio.gov, um, there is a career page on there um, with all the jobs that are open at the city uh, at a given time. So I um, encourage you to go in and, and apply for a job if something is of interest to you. Yeah, so it's when you, you go on there, and this is uh, one thing I love about with government and transparency in government. So if you're listening and you're going, you know what, maybe I'm not qualified for one of these jobs right now, or maybe you are qualified, uh, with applying for government jobs, you'll often be able to see on the job posting the actual salary range itself. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to go study technology or I might want to get interested in it, what skills do I need and what are those skills going to be worth? Uh, you can go look right there on the, on the website. Uh, Bear County does this on theirs as well. Uh, so you can see if you get a certain set of skills and education and participate in these programs with SA Works or, or others to, to build and develop these, where you can go from a hiring perspective. And the city and the county are very competitive on the salaries I've seen them offer along with the private sector. So uh, this gives you a good baseline. Uh, they're very transparent about it. The private sector, sadly enough, is not as transparent as the as government. This is a, a one where I know that I see smiling here across the room right now is, uh, yeah, yeah, the government deserves a pat on the back about this. And I think this is, is one where you, you do these things correctly. You show people what the ranges are. Uh, it creates more candidates. They're going to be interested in the position because they know here's what I have to do to get this and if they're motivated by it they're going to go in and apply yeah and that's absolutely right and so even if there is is a job that that isn't open so for example let's say you're interested in innovation um, we do have a page that's dedicated to all the job descriptions within the city and so you go in you type in innovation you will see all of the jobs that pertain to the, my specific department and you'll see what the requirements are you'll see what the salary range is um, 
And so that way it gives you an idea of what those skill sets are that, that you may want to focus on if you're interested in a career in local government, um, specifically if, you're, if you want to do innovation and local government. So um, I would encourage every, anybody to go online and, and take a look at it and, and see if it's for you. As you, you look at the size and scope and scale of the city, so how many employees work for the, the city of San Antonio? So over 11,000. 11,000. And, mm-hmm. and you get into technology jobs. Do you have rough ballpark numbers for that? Uh, off the top of my head, you know, I know within our IT department, we have over 300 folks yeah. that are in there. So, you know, that could range from anything from, you know, a website developer to, you know, information security analysts. I mean, you name it, it, it runs the gamut. Yeah. So as you look there, I mean, there's hundreds of folks working on the, the city side of technology things, and these are all folks employed by the city. And then as with CivTech SA here in this program over the summer and these challenges, uh, the city contracts with lots of folks to work and augment that actual staff that works for and is employed by the city. So just like any any private enterprise, you're going to have project-based work. The government does a very good job of this as well as bringing in specialists to solve certain needs. Uh, that way you're not trying to hire one specialist to work on one project and then that project finishes and you're like, well, you still work here and I'm not really sure what we're going to have you do next. Right, absolutely, and then that's part of what CivTech is about, right, is, is seeing, you know, where those uh, specialists are and, and how they can help. You know, we all know that technology is changing at such a rapid pace. I don't have to tell you that. Um, but in government, it tends to change a little slower than the normal. And so through this program, we get to see what's out there. We get to taste it. We get to feel it. We get to see how it works in city operations ahead of the curve. And then we can see, you know, is that applicable to any other department within the city? And so... You know, I'm really excited that these two uh, startups will be coming in because I think it'll give us a different flavor than what we're normally used to in local government. You're listening to 1200 WAI. This is CyberTalk Radio, and I'm your host, Brett Pyatt. I'm joined this week uh, talking innovation in city government. If you just joined us on the air, you can listen to the rebroadcast of this episode on a Tuesday morning on our website, May 1st, www.cybertalkradio.com, uh, or on iTunes Podcast, Pocket Cast. Or if you would like to look at a still photograph of myself and our guests, you can join us on YouTube and see the great action shot there. Uh, while we have a conversation in the background. Uh, If you uh, wanted to talk to the program, uh, you can reach us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, We also have a feedback box, or if you'd like to be a guest of the program, uh, there's a place to let us know that on our website. So for those that have been listening and want to learn more about CivTech SA, where can they go online? They can go to CivTech-SA.com. That's C-I-V-T-E-C-H-S-A.com. Or you can shoot us an email at CivTechSA at Geekdom.com. Cool. And for those listening and going, well, what is Geekdom and where that's at? So it's uh, the largest co-working space in the state of Texas. Uh, last time I looked at the stats, so over 1,700 members. Uh, here in the heart of downtown in kind of a tech corridor where we have uh, growing in San Antonio. As you walk up and down the street, uh, we've I see even taking in retail space on Houston Street now. There's a 150-employee uh, company, tech company down there on the ground floor. It's, it's becoming our own little Palo Alto uh, if, if for those that have traveled out to the Bay Area before. Uh, all the retail space in, the, in Palo Alto is basically occupied by tech companies now or a restaurant serving food to those folks. So uh, we got a little bit of that going on here in downtown San Antonio. Uh, Lots of interesting innovation. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break here at the bottom of the hour for a news traffic and weather update. And then we're going to come back and uh, go into some more depth about 
innovation here in San Antonio, this civ tech and civic engagement aspect uh, to what the city's working on? And how is San Antonio approaching this in a different and better ways uh, than a lot of its peers out there uh, across other municipalities in America? Welcome back to Cyber Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. And uh, we're joined this week on the program uh, by CivTech SA and San Antonio's Office of Innovation. And uh, we have Jose De La Cruz as the Chief Innovation Officer for San Antonio on. And uh, we uh, teased a little bit before the break, we were going to talk about how San Antonio is innovating may be different uh, than some of the other cities across America. If you're just joining us now and uh, missed the first half of the program, uh, you can... Check it out on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. On Tuesday morning, it'll be up on May the 1st. If you are listening on that website or YouTube or iTunes or other podcasting services, thank you for uh, joining us. We appreciate having you as a listener out there in our audience. If you would like to interact with us, uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, on our website, uh, or uh, even if you comment on YouTube, though, we don't follow our YouTube comments very well. So uh, while you may share thoughts there, that's not the best way to reach the program. So, uh, Jose, San Antonio. So, innovation, uh, the Office of Innovation has not been around for the entire 300 years of the city. No, 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 no. no. Just probably the last 10 or so. The last 10. (laughs) So, uh, coming into this, so how is San Antonio thinking about uh, innovation differently uh, than some of the other folks uh, out there across the U.S.? I mean, I think what's different about us, and and I always say this when I get to travel and talk about San Antonio, um, is what makes us unique is our sense of community and collaboration that happens in this city, which I think is unlike a lot of other big cities that I've seen. Um, CivTech SA is a, is a great example. You know, we're partnering with Geekdom on this, but there's so many other partners from universities, from high schools, from corporate partners that are so interested in making this program a success. In addition to that, uh, my office also works on um, is working on developing a smart city program as well. Um, not independent of SIPTech. SIPTech is a part of that, but looking at how we can use smart city technology, the Internet of Things, to you know, improve our services. And through that, what we've done is we've brought together this coalition of public agencies. So CPS, SAWS, the River Authority, the Housing Authority, Bear County Appraisal District, um, and uh, VIA as well, uh, as part of this coalition to figure out how we can use all of our combined assets and data 
to, you know, we, we touch everyone's lives on a daily basis, how, how we can make their lives better. Um, and the CIOs from each of those organizations get together on a monthly basis. And then the CEOs get together uh, every other month. And so getting everyone in a room to talk through, you know, potential projects, potential items that we can do together is really exciting and something that I haven't seen done in quite some time. Yeah. So the, the innovation here, um, what I'm hearing from you is that this is something with senior executive level involvement, buy-in support. It's not just some lip service thing where, look, we're innovating. We have Jose and his team. We stuck them off in the corner, though. And we didn't actually give them any visibility or authority to go do things. Absolutely, yeah. So our leadership is is completely involved and completely supportive of what we do. Um, and that makes it very, very easy for us to then go out and, and execute um, and actually have good conversations with partners about what we're doing. Because I think you know everyone's time is valuable, and they want to know that if they're putting forth their ex- their effort and their expertise, that it's going to go to something that eventually will see the light of day. And so I think that's what makes it very interesting. Yeah, if you're out there outside of San Antonio listening, thinking, should I move my company to San Antonio? Should I move to San Antonio? So uh, we don't do things here in government for for lip service. Um, this is how the city runs efficiently enough to maintain a AAA bond rating, the only major city in the U.S. with one. So. Um, I poked a little fun at Jose with that question there. I knew the answer to it coming in, but it, and it's one where it's also more engaging for the employees. Like it's, uh, if you're given something just to for political positioning or posturing to look good, but you know you can't really affect change, no one's excited to come to work for that mission every day. And I, I've seen you around out speaking and talking in a number of other places, and the level of engagement and excitement and passion you have is clearly because you guys are making process able you guys are making progress and able to affect change and make the city a better place. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's how we view it. And, you know, my, my partner in crime here is our chief information officer, Craig Hopkins. And, you know, every, every time him and I get together, he always reminds me that we're doing this to change people's lives. Um, this is not about technology and data, even though that's great. Those are the enablers, right? Really what's at the core of this is how do we change people's lives on a daily basis? So, for those folks that are applying for utility assistance, how do we make it easier for them to do that? How do we make it more efficient? Um, and technology is just a way to do that for us. So, Jose, when you look out there at other cities that are doing uh, innovation well, who do you you see and, and look at and go, this is a, a city that's a peer that I think does this well and that I, I want to collaborate with their teams to to learn and to work and share ideas and bounce back and forth? Yeah, so for spe- specifically for the CivTech SA program, it was uh, the city of San Francisco. Um, their chief innovation officer at the time, Jay Nath, was a great mentor to us. And they had started a program called the Startup and Residency Program, which you know, we, we took some of those tenants and based CivTech SA on. Um, and he spent a lot of really good time with folks in my office to talk about lessons learned, talk about things that they were doing in the, in the mayor's office of a civic innovation. And so we've developed a really good relationship with them uh, I think also what's going on in Dallas is, is really interesting with the Dallas Innovation Alliance. Uh, Jennifer Sanders, their executive director, is a good friend of mine. And being able to pilot the smart city technology within an innovation district in the core of their city is something that caught my eye at the immediate outset, and we've developed a really good friendship. And then lastly, I'll say, you know, the city of Austin has also been a good resource for us. Their innovation office um, has been a, a good friend to us, not only them, but also various folks throughout the organization. So. Um, typically we try to collaborate with those folks and see what's going on in their area. 
Yeah, so you, you talked about innovation zones. So explain that to somebody that's not in your world all the time here, the, our radio listeners. Yeah, so that's great. That's a great catch. Um, so for specifically in the city of Dallas, what they did is uh, they took a several blocks in their West End district in the, in the core of their city, and they used that as a testing ground for various types of technology from intelligent streetlights, smart irrigation, looking at public Wi-Fi and how they can expand that reach. Uh, and they've been at it for a little over about a year and a half to two years now. Um, and so what's great about that is that you get to test the stuff out in a very concentrated zone before scaling it citywide. Because once you do that, you're now spending taxpayer dollars, you're spending millions of dollars with this technology, and you want to be able to prove it out before you, you go that route. So um, that is kind of the concept of the innovation zone and, and specifically what they're doing in Dallas. Yeah, because this is a big city here. Right. Bigger than the state of Rhode Island. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's, it's always uh, one when folks uh, say everything's bigger in Texas. How big? Well, the city of San Antonio geographically is bigger than the state of Rhode Island. So, uh, yeah, there's a whole like statewide challenges. For if you're an East Coast state, the challenge that the state of Rhode Island has rolling out smart state technology would be the same thing we have rolling out here for smart city technology. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, as you, you look at, at piloting some of these innovation zones, um, I, I know as a resident of San Antonio for a long time, so CPS a few years back encouraged people to get smart thermostats, had a rebate program to get smart thermostats. Uh, it, and is that something that your team gets involved in or CPS have some uh, – where they thinking about this in, in their own? Because I know they're related to the city, but they run as their own standalone business. Yeah, so CPS has done a great job of, of looking at that um, – as part of their portfolio and their program. Um, now that we have this coalition and they're a part of it, you know, we talk a little bit more about the different programs that they're rolling out and how the city can be a part of that. Um, and so they've just done a phenomenal job, you know, rolling out, you know, staying at the forefront of innovative technology in their sector, which I give them a lot of credit for doing. So, Saws, if you're listening, a, a rebate program for smart sprinkler controllers could be amazing. Um, I know we're, we've, we've had lots of rain the last couple of years, but we may have a drought again here at some point in the future. So uh, encouraging folks to actually upgrade to a sprinkler system you can program. Like th these things, it's so difficult in a lot of these technological areas. It's not just this. The, you, you said earlier it's hard for city government to innovate around technology. I think a lot of these devices that we use in our homes are just unprogrammable. It's like the, the thermostat piece. Now people can control it up and down much easier with one where it's it's tied into their smartphone and just making technology easy and accessible for people uh, improves efficiency. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, I, you know, I've kind of bought into that smart home concept and I've got a lot of different, you know, devices. Um, but, you know, some of them don't make it easy. No. Um, and you're just kind of, you know, banging your head against the wall going, how do you make this work? Because it's just not working the way it's supposed to. Um, so you know, just kind of relating that to what we're doing in San Antonio, like we want to make sure that if we're doing, uh, you know, new and innovative things that we're being able, we're able to prove it out. And so that's kind of the, you know, thing again behind the innovation zones. I will say though, for SAWS, that having worked there uh, about five years ago, they are at the forefront of, of things in conservation, regarding conservation. Oh um, yeah, we're super water. efficient We're here. super efficient with that. And so, you know, they, they deserve a lot of credit for that. They don't get a lot of uh, the sexy headlines in the paper, but Water is a big, big issue. Yeah. No, it's, I, it's one where, I mean, if this wasn't cyber talk radio and we weren't talking about technology and innovation and cybersecurity all the time, I would love to talk to somebody that saw us. We've gone up by, whatever, 400,000 people since I've lived here. And the aquifer is still the aquifer. And, like, the 660-foot line doesn't change. So somehow 
we have lots more people here. Those people are using water, but the, that aquifer is not just draining out and emptying. So, yeah, kudos and hats off to them. But uh, I just I've been trying to buy smart sprinkler stuff for my house, and I would love a rebate program. I think a lot of people would. You might encourage us all to upgrade sods so you could have even some more efficiency here over the next few years. Yes. So, uh, as as you look at um, innovation, so you have the CivTech SA program. So, what else goes on across the innovation office? So, in addition to the CivTech SA, uh, as I mentioned, we're working on developing the Smart City program um, with some of our key partners. Uh, as well as um, we have a process improvement unit. So looking internally at business process improvements, uh, again, how we can make the city more efficient. Technology is not always the answer. Um, there are some times where it's just a tweak in a process here or a tweak there um, that really changes the way that changes the way that the program can perform. Um, and so we've got some process analysts on staff that, that look at that and have done a phenomenal job. Um, and to the credit of our city manager, she started this office back in 2007 I think before a lot of cities really had an innovation office. Um, and so, you know, she's been at the forefront of this for quite some time. And, uh, you know, a lot of credit has to go to her leadership on that. You're listening to CyberTalk Radio on 1200 WAI. I'm joined this week by Jose De La Cruz, the Chief Innovation Officer for the City of San Antonio, and Joyce Dooley, the Program Manager for CivTech SA. Uh, we've been talking about uh, civic innovation technology and, and what's going on to make uh, San Antonio a better place to uh, run and operate a technology business, to live as a, a resident, and uh, just how our lives are, are getting improved by the, the technology uh, that gets rolled out at the city level. If you were looking to work for the City of San Antonio on their website, sanantonio.gov, there's careers there. Uh, they're hiring technologists. Uh, if you aren't sure where you wanted to work, though, or maybe you were just in the military, uh, Joyce, we were talking at a, a break for a minute. If you were just enlisted in the military, you're not really sure what to do coming out uh, now that you, you've retired there. Uh, where could someone go? Well, Geekdom is a really great place to go, actually. We have a partnership with USAA where we give a 50% discount to veterans that USAA sponsors for us. Um, we have several community um, events that happen all the time that are oriented towards getting you more engaged with the community, helping you figure out how to start your business or get plugged into a local startup. Some of those um, programs include the Transition Outpost program and Bunker Labs. Yeah. If you wanted to learn more specifically about Bunker Labs, uh, we had them on CyberTalk Radio, so uh, pull your cell phone out and get podcasts on your Android device or any other podcasting uh, app that you prefer or uh, iTunes on your Apple device because Apple gives you one choice, so they make it really clear and simple. Uh, yeah, you will choose ours. Uh, benefits and drawbacks to that on all of these. Uh, so. Uh, in the, the city of San Antonio, we had mentioned uh, a couple of times as we were talking back and forth that the CivTech SA had a, an RFP process and that uh, projects go out for bid by the city. So if I'm listening there and going, you know what, maybe I don't want to work for the city but as an employee, but I'm interested in projects that they're going to have in the future. Maybe my company uh, would like to be able to improve the 311 app or uh, build a, a new smart innovation zone with some beacons downtown to look at how you should adjust the traffic lights or whatever else is going on. So if if you were uh, a firm out there looking to get involved in uh, bidding on these things, how do I hear about innovation projects? Yeah, so probably the easiest way to do that is to go to sanantonio.gov. We have all of our uh, procurement and contracting opportunities out on the website. Um, I believe you have to register, and so just provide your information. 
let us know what you're interested in and you can see what's available there. Um, Sanantonio.gov. Yeah. And, and same thing as you're going across uh, for via or a number of the, these folks, CPS, SAWS, all of them. There's places to go in there and they'll put out uh, proposals for what they're looking to work on and uh, what the, they're going to try to bring a specialist in to, to help them solve. Because, uh, yeah, while you may have 11,000 employees, you don't have every specialist you'll ever need. Right, no, true. none of us will. <laughs> so uh, as as you look at innovation and the smart city, that's going to happen here over the next decade. We're going to start to roll out these technologies. Uh, what will this do to change someone's life in San Antonio? So the, the traffic lights get better um, and cars move more smoothly. Okay, people get really excited about that. So I'm sure they're going to want to know how quick can that happen. But what other type of things are going to are going to impact uh, people's lives uh, as we innovate with technology across the city? Wow. So, I mean, you know, primarily what we're focused on, uh, we've got two key focus areas. One is transportation. The other is um, how people access city services. And when we say city services, we don't just mean the city of San Antonio services, but a collective of CPS, SAWS, any public agency. Um, how do we make the experience seamless to the user? So let me give you an example for, you know, today, if you were a new person coming to San Antonio and uh, you had to get your electricity, your water up, you wanted to know when your garbage was going to be picked up, those are three different organizations that you have to call uh, to figure that out. Um, what we want to do is we want to make that experience one experience so that you don't have to go to those three different places. So I think it's up to us um, to figure out how to do that. How do we combine all of those systems so that um, it makes sense for the end user? Because in the end, it's all just the city to them, right? They don't really yeah. distinguish between the utility and the local government organization. So we just want to make those experiences better for the resident, better for the public. Um, and I think technology will be a way to help us do that. The how will be interesting um, because I think technology will change so much over the next decade. I mean, we've seen that happen over the last decade. Yeah. And so we don't it, even know what could be on the horizon yet. It, it, yeah, I mean, the iPhone's only been around basically for a decade. The, right. app, the app Store launched in 2008. So you, the people that may not remember, for the first year, you only had the apps on the phone. I joke that Apple controls everything. <laughs> for that first year, they really did. There right. wasn't an App Store. It was just the stuff that they put on the phone. Yeah. Um, and then for a decade now, we've had the App Store. Uh, but now you're seeing these transition to smart home devices. Uh, so you, you look at the Alexa, the Google Home, and... Um, a lot of these and uh, people are going to be talking to things instead of looking at a physical screen. So it's a whole nother design challenge because I might just want to be able to say, Alexa, pay my utility bill. Right. Yeah. And the, so the expectation then changes, right, of how you interact with the customer. Right. Yeah. And so our customers are our residents. And so we have to keep up with that. And we have to understand that um, those expectations will change over time. So with the uh, companies in the current CivTech SA challenge, they're going to go through to a demo day to show off the things that they've been working on. And I know the dates and all these sorts of things as you go through entrepreneurship. So one of the, the pieces out there for the you listening, entrepreneurship is all about ambiguity. Um, and it, it really is. And this is it's one, it's hard for cities to, to do this. Usually it's like everything in government's got to be nailed down, double-checked process, all this up front. Um, but this is really an entrepreneurial way that they're approaching this program. So lots of flexible dates going on on this right now. So as we're broadcasting here at the start of summer, it's going to be somewhere at the end of summer, August, September coming along. If someone wanted to go to that demo day and see these, where should they go to keep track of, of what's going on with CivTech SA and these, these couple of companies working on solving these problems? 
Yeah, so we have a couple of things. Um, CivTech-SA.com, we have a blog page where we talk about all of our upcoming events and what we've got going on currently, um, as well as any special announcements. And then we also have our um, social media channels as well. There's a, a Facebook page, which I highly recommend people go and check out. Um, the residency program formally ends July 30th. Um, and that gives the, between the end of the residency program and when the demo day is, it gives the startups the final chance to sort of tighten up their presentations. And then we're going to have a pretty big showcase where we plug in not just the entrepreneurs and what they worked on, but also some of our other programs as well for the big demo day. Yeah, so check out Civtech SA's website, uh, follow the blog there, and then uh, Jose, the, the city also is on Twitter and other places as well, right? Yeah, that's right. So the Office of Innovation is on Twitter, at Innovate SA. Um, so if you want to follow what we're up to, um, you know, please come and follow us and yeah. let us know what you're up to as well. So, and the city's Office of Innovation was recently out at uh, one of our local tech conferences here at InnoTech. Well, what were you, you all doing at that event? Yeah, so we were out at Inatech, um, again, along with our chief information officer, Craig Hopkins. Uh, he and I presented uh, on our Smart City program uh, to a group of folks. Um, it was really great to get some feedback from folks in the tech community about what we're doing. Um, we kind of had a different spin. We talked about it more about you know how we're looking at changing people's lives with this type of technology versus just a technology conversation, which I think probably threw some people in the room. Um, but it was nice to really sort of listen to folks um, and how they view smart cities and how they view the whole concept of, of uh, really civic engagement. Um, and so we got some good feedback from the crowd that day. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and, and I know uh, you're out on a regular basis when you guys are, are going to those places. That Twitter account that Jose shared is a good one to, to follow, pay attention, and you can go uh, get uh, there, hear uh, a deeper dive on smart cities and what they're working on. And, and um, also, as I guess we were chatting between the break, it sounded like uh, the city's investing in, in you and, and innovation in general. You guys are making a trip out to uh, a program for civic uh, and city government innovation uh, coming up here soon as well. Yeah, that's right. So we're going out to uh, San Diego um, as part of a smart city accelerator that Harvard University is putting on. Uh, quite a few major cities are attending, New York, um, Los Angeles, um, city of Riverside there in California, uh, Houston, Austin. Um, and really what it is, it's, it's a forum for us to come together as city leaders to discuss what we're doing in each of our cities, some of the lessons learned, how we're building out our strategic roadmaps when it comes to Internet of Things and smart city technology. Um, and so I think it's going to be a great opportunity for us to not only learn from some of these other cities, but to also show that San Antonio is moving forward and to be able to contribute to the conversation nationally. So you've been listening to CyberTalk Radio. This is 1200 WAI. If you happen to be on iHeartRadio on streaming, uh, joining us across the country, thank you very much. If you're listening on AM here uh, in the San Antonio or maybe even across the whole Midwest, is it's a pretty powerful antenna, so you could be out there. Uh, quite a ways. And if you didn't hear the whole program, uh, you can do that on our website uh, on Tuesdays at www.cybertalkradio.com. And uh, we've also been on the air almost for two years now. So uh, there's many other topics we've covered uh, in and related to, to this, uh, to all the way down to deeper cybersecurity, uh, hardcore technology conversations. So a uh, wide variety of topics covered on CyberTalk Radio, all related to uh, technology and technology education. Because uh, if we don't get the next generation motivated about uh, learning technology and getting interested in technology jobs, we're not going to fill those jobs and uh, we will not have the innovation that we need as a, a city and a society. 
so uh, if you wanted to learn about educational opportunities uh, in cybersecurity and technology, uh, we've had on uh, the principal of Cast Tech High School here, which is an innovative charter program in district uh, in San Antonio ISD. Uh, we've even had some students on. So if you wanted to hear the kids' perspective, you can uh, check that out as well. Uh, we've, if all across um, San Antonio and really all across America, if you're listening out there as well, uh, there's a Cyber Patriot programs. Uh, we have more here in our schools than anywhere else in the country, but this is a cybersecurity team sport for your kids' schools in middle school and high school. Uh, learn all about that. Get involved. Uh, get a program going in your school. Uh, and uh, if you don't have one already and if you do, uh, join up. It's uh, better to play than football. I played football as a kid. I wish I could have played Cyber Patriot. It did not exist at that point in time. So uh, thank you very much, uh, Joyce and Jose, for joining us this week. So any parting thoughts that each of you all have? Um, yeah, thank you for having us on today. It's been really great talking to you a little bit more about this program and not just what's happening with CivTech SA, but with the uh, San Antonio Smart Cities um, initiatives as well. Um, one of the greatest things about this is that we're a nationally competitive program. You know, it really is the intersection between industry, um, education, and government. And so it's a, it's a great time to be in San Antonio, and thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate the opportunity to talk about a lot of the programs that we're working on and what's going on at the city. I hope that some of your listeners get a new insight that their local government is trying to be innovative and um, provide better services to them. And we want you to be engaged as well. So yeah. thank you for having us. And download that 311 app. Absolutely. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff you can do in there, including even ordering a, a trash pickup for a one-off. All sorts of things. Yeah. Great ways to engage your city services already. That's one, I think. You talked about more cross-departmental and, and agency collaboration. And I think that 311 app is a great example of one spot where you're already doing it. You're absolutely right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Cheers.